All right, saints of God. The gospel according to Matthew, chapter 25, starting at verse 1, you will find these words. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding. And the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. And this afternoon, I'd like to speak with you from the thought Five examples of why you may be shut out of the kingdom of God. Five examples of why you may be shut out of the kingdom of God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing in the presence of the Lord. The reading of his word. This afternoon, we're dealing with a very familiar passage of scripture, amen, from the gospel according to Matthew. As we begin to unpack the verses that have been read in your hearing, let us put a little context around this passage. One of the things about um, this particular book, it is written by one of the apostles, a man, that Jesus sent. He was one of the original 12 disciples. His name was also Levi. He was once a tax collector turned servant of Jesus Christ. His gospel is a unique gospel in that it was written to the Jews to portray Jesus as king. And if there is a kingdom, there must be 
a king. And so Matthew is purporting that Jesus is the king. And in the gospel according to Matthew, we find the king's manifesto. Amen, Sister Butler. We find the manifesto of the king in chapters 5, 6, and 7. It's affectionately also known as the Sermon on the Mount. The king lays out his mandates. He lays out his desires. He lays out the requirements for becoming a kingdom citizen. In any country, there are requirements that must be met to become a citizen. Amen. There are stringent requirements, and so it is also for the kingdom of God. And so as we begin to unpack these verses, in light of realizing that Matthew wrote his gospel in the context of portraying Jesus as king, even though this is not chapters 5, 6, and 7, amen, he is still instructing on kingdom citizenship. So when we began to unpack our verses for today, amen, we are first met with the first four verses of chapter 25. The first four verses are the wise versus the foolish explained. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lambs and went out to meet the bridegroom. There is something here that's instructive but also shocking. There's something that we should take note of when we look at the very first verse. There's a 50% chance in this particular case that those who are in the midst of the bridegroom, amen, will enter in. I don't know about you, but those percentages don't sound very good. Amen. And I'm reminded that Jesus said to strive to enter the narrow gate. For he says broad is the way to destruction. But difficult is the way to life and peace. He said strive to enter the narrow gate. And unfortunately in our culture today that we have the concept of easy believism. Amen. That all you have to do is make a decision. Amen. You come to the front and and you purportedly give the preacher your hand and God your heart. But yet you go right back out the door and live like you've always been living. But there's a problem with that because when you have a true relationship with Jesus Christ, there ought to be a change. You ought not be the same way that you used to be. You ought not go the same places you used to go. You ought not talk the same way you used to talk. You ought not think the same way you used to think. There ought to be a change. And so when we look at our text, we see that five of them were wise and five were foolish. Verse 2. I just believe that Jesus was more concerned about putting emphasis on the foolish. 
Because Jesus understood the ramifications for missing the mark. He understood the ramifications that the broad way was unto an everlasting torment, a lake of fire and brimstone, a place, as Pastor Lacey talked about, where the rich man lifted up his eyes and he looked around and he said, can you send somebody, Abraham, anybody to dip their finger in that water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in the flame. I believe Jesus was very concerned about those who were on the broad way. And so Jesus goes on here to say that, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Verse 3 says, those who were foolish, their lamps and took no oil with them. Let's take a moment to look at what is being represented here by oil. The first thing that we must realize is that oil from an uh, Old Testament perspective was symbolic of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their heads were anointed with oil. See, it's a problem to try to come into the church, but never let the church inside of you. As Pastor Lacey already let us know this morning that Romans chapter 8 let us know that if you have not his spirit, then you are not his. And when Jesus comes looking for his saints, when he comes looking for his people, he's going to be looking for a mark. Ephesians chapter 1 said we are sealed to the day of redemption by the Holy Spirit. He's going to be looking for some born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit folk. He's going to be looking for some folks that got a mark that's been sealed by his Holy Ghost. Anything less is not enough. And so when we continue in our text, we see, but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. In the first four verses, we are met with a problem. That five out of ten have not God's Holy Spirit. That five out of ten are walking around looking like church folk, but there's no church inside of them. And now the problem comes even greater in verse 5 because while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. There are so many people walking around today believing that they've got all kind of time to make a decision for Jesus Christ. They believe that while they're still young, they can pip and pop, they can sneak and peek, they can drip and drop, they can do all of these things and at the last hour they can say, Lord, save me. But I believe that they're playing Russian roulette with their soul. Anytime now the gun can be fired before they even have the opportunity to call on his name. 
Today, as I pass by Texarkana, amen, as my way back to Kansas City, I want to encourage if there's anybody else in this place that may be playing with Russian roulette as it relates to their salvation, don't play like that. Get to know the Lord today. Because you know not the day nor the hour when the Son of Man is coming. He's coming like a thief in the night. And so we're looking at these who have become sleepy in their life. They, they have come to the place where they're comfortable in living just as they do. You know, today we live in a time that God is not opening up the earth and swallowing folks up like he did in the day of Korah. Amen. And so folks are falling into a delusional slumber, believing that because God is not raining down fire from heaven, that everything is all right. But the Bible says that God says, I am God and I change not. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. His long suffering is still the same, and so is his divine judgment. There are folks setting themselves up for a great fall. And oh, how great that fall would be. And so saints of God, those of us who know him as our Lord and Savior, it's even more important today for us to make sure we get the word out. Because as Paul the Apostle said, the night is far spent and the day is at hand. Jesus said himself, he said, he said, you must work the works of him that sent you while it is yet day. For night cometh and no man can work. So we're watching these five foolish virgins who have gone to sleep along with the wise. But the problem is they're not sleeping in Jesus. But they're sleeping without the Christ. And so when we continue to unpack our text, there's another problem that occurs in verse 6. And it says, And at midnight... A cry was heard, behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. As we have said before, Jesus is coming in an hour that we do not know. Jesus said himself, he said, I don't even know the hour, only the Father does. Now, I don't know about you today, but I don't think I want to gamble with his timing. Because Isaiah 55 lets me know that the, that the thoughts of God is higher than the heavens and than the earth. His thoughts than our thoughts and his ways than our ways. So at the time we believe God's not coming, that's when he's coming. And when we think he's coming, that's when he's not coming. So God is calling out for us to make a decision right now. Right now, well, today is yet called today. While the blood is running warm in our veins. We look at this text and it was at midnight. While everybody was sleeping real good. They were in a deep sleep and they were in a place where they thought everything was all right. 
They thought they had more days to do whatever they wanted to do, but it was at midnight when Jesus came. The horn was sounded, the, the call was made that the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. So then all those versions arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. Now isn't that like folks who are trying to play Russian roulette with God? When, when the midnight came, when, when the horn sound, when the trumpeter said, come, the bridegroom is on his way. There were folks who picked up their lamps, but their lamps were going out. They had put in a type of oil, but not the real oil of the Holy Spirit. They had some spirits, but it wasn't the Holy Spirit. And those spirits will run out. Amen. And so now, now they're running and now they're trying to find their way. But just like some of us, we believe that we're going to be able to get in because our pastor was Pastor Lacey. Amen. We say, Jesus, don't you know what church I went to? I mean, I went to grace and mercy. You know Pastor Lacey. You know I'm all right because I had my membership there. They say, wait a minute. You know, my grandmother was a mother on the motherboard at Grace and Mercy. My auntie was an evangelist at Grace and Mercy. You know me, Lord. It's me. It's Pookie. Let me in. I mean, you know all my folks. I know I can get in off of them. So they looking here and there trying to get somebody else's oil. But how many of y'all know that you got to have the oil for yourself? It's a personal thing. It's a one-on-one between you and Jesus. Amen. So we look at our text and we see that when they asked to give or from those who had it, amen, the wise, how they answered. They answered in verse 9, they said, but the wise answered saying, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. Verse 9 has a real problem in it, saints. First of all, they're they trying to get it from somebody else whom they know. They're trying to find the easy way in through the narrow gate. But Jesus has already let us see in chapter 7 that difficult is the way. So here we are. Now they're getting good instruction. Well, let's find out if it's too late. They're getting good instruction because they said, no, our oil is just enough for us. We don't have enough oil for you and me, but you got to go get it for yourself. Everybody's got to meet the master. Everybody's got to make the decision. Everybody's got to repent of their sins. Everybody's got to ask for forgiveness. Everybody's got to open up the door of their heart and let Jesus 
in. It's an individual thing. It's between you and the Lord. But there's a real problem in verse 9 because where they were was not the place to receive it. Some of us are going to be out in the fields, across the way, at the club, at the grocery store, sleeping, going out to the riverboat, somewhere else except being where there is some oil. And at the time he comes, folks will be running trying to find cover, and there will be no cover to be found. Now, look at the text. In the text it says, but rather go to those who sell and buy for yourselves. See, they're going to be running trying to find a preacher. They're going to be running trying to find somebody who knows of the Lord. They're going to be trying to find the folks who know something about salvation. And they're going to be running here and there, but it's going to be too late. They're going to be trying to find the preacher and ask him, what must I do to be saved? But when the thief comes in the night, it's going to be too fast. When the bridegroom comes, he's going to be calling for his, and they're going to be caught up in the twinkling of an eye. And they shall be changed, and we will meet him in the air in that great coronation. But for those who have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, for those who have played with Russian roulette, those who have went on to do whatever they wanted to do except accept saving, getting the saving grace of Jesus Christ, they're going to be left outside. Look at our text. It says, and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. While they go trying to find grace and mercy, while they're going to find St. James and Evergreen, while they're going to find Bellevue and they're trying to get to this church or that church, they're trying to find a preacher. It's all going to be over. When the call for the bridegroom was made, it was already over. But folks are still going to be trying to find their way. But the text says while they were running, while they were going where they wanted to go trying to find the preacher, it says that those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. There's something about this door, saints. When this door is shut, no man can open. It's like the ark in Noah's day. When God sealed the ark, no matter how folks cried out and pulled, they couldn't open the door. This same door will be sealed shut by the Lord, and no man will be able to enter. Amen. So when we look at our text, we find out that afterward the other virgins came saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. See, once again, folks will be able to talk in terms of, in Christian terms. They'll be able to say 
Christian words, but they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And Jesus is going to make that clear. He said, yeah, you might have cast out demons in my name. You might have tread across scorpions in my name. You might have healed the sick in my name, but I do not know you. So the text goes on to say, watch therefore, for you know not neither the day nor the hour in which the son of man is coming. Jesus is saying to us in this text, to get your house in order because you don't know when the master is going to come. The Bible lets us know that he's going to be like a thief in the night when we are slumbering and we are sleeping. But right now, while the blood is running warm in your veins, Get to know the Lord Jesus right now. For the Bible says uh, that there's been a great plan uh, set up before the foundations of the world. The Bible tells us uh, that down through 40 and 2 generations that the Son of Man was wrong to this world. The Bible lets us know in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. The Bible lets us know that the Word became flesh and the Word dwelt among us as the only begotten full of grace and truth.
fall. My 